Omega Man Radio has been commissioned to invade deep into enemy territory, drive out the hosts of hell, and take back the land. Our mission is to preach Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is the only name written under heaven by which men might be saved. Cast out demons and pray for the sick that they may be healed in Jesus' name. If this program is a blessing to you and you would like to take part in this harvest of men's souls, join with us and attack the hosts of hell by donating any amount online at www.omegamanradio.com. Are you ready? Ready to take a ride. Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. If you listen, I can hear God's plan. Because the show is about to begin. You're listening. You're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. continues. We're excited to be here with Pastor Gary Stafford coming to you today live Thursday, July 13, 2023 and uh, welcome wherever you're tuning in from. We have a couple new options now for streaming and uh, go to my website OmegaManRadio.com. You'll see the updates right there. Brother Gary, would you like to open us in prayer? Hey, that would sound like a wonderful idea and uh I'd like to say, dear Lord, Almighty God, we call upon you to clear the airways and prepare the hearts of our listeners to hear the promises of God and to be set free, that's right, set free from the lies and the plans of the enemy that have clouded our minds and our thinking at times. We please bring us into the truth and undergird our faith so that we may stand firm as soldiers of God. And I'm talking to those that are listening. You are soldiers of God. And, uh, but hopefully with the full armor of God. And let us bond together as we defeat the plans of the enemy as we soak up our spirits with the word of God and God's call upon our lives. Amen. Amen. Welcome, everybody. Brother Gary, the mic is yours. Well, thank you very much, and... uh, I tell you that I'm excited. I'm really excited. 
because God's call is going out to many a person that is listening. You never thought you would be called because of your past. Well, once Jesus Christ cleanses that past with his blood, it's remembered no more. The slate has been wiped clean, and you are a new creature in Jesus Christ, called to do the things that you thought were impossible. And, of course, because of your past, you thought you weren't even qualified. Well, I'm telling you, you have become qualified or will before this program is over. So I'm telling you that uh, we're going to have worldwide communion, and uh, we'll take that at the end of the program. And uh, we will uh, really want you to take a moment to get some bread or crackers and some wine or grape juice or whatever you have available, as long as you do it with a repentant heart, because that's what God is seeking, a repentant heart. Now, I've seen miracles take place in taking communion. Uh, you may or may not remember that I... Uh, I died at the age of 49, cardiac arrest. What was the cause? Stress. And God only knows we've got stress in our lives right now. Yeah, oh, you don't know. I Well, I know I don't know, but yes, this stress that we're under can bring about things that we don't want to talk about. So we're going to find the answer that God has to bring you through. And he's got 33,000 promises. Uh, I tell you, you have got so many promises of coming through and preparing the way of his return. And you know what? That's the title of the program. Preparing you for his return. Oh, I have really gotten excited about that. And uh, I'd like to share with you some of the things that I have found to be true. And you know what? The truth will set us free. Now, that's you and me. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the last few months we've been talking about the, the call on our lives and how we must be totally surrendered and abiding in this word which is our, our instruction for our daily loving, 
our daily living. Yes, today it's no different. The same thing holds true. The call on your lives is still the same. But there are additional things that you must know. If we do these things faithfully, if we can expect God to touch our lives in ways in which we've never been touched before, believe it. Because God is the author and the finisher of your life. He's preparing you in ways you don't even understand. Well, surely not me. (laughs) Don't count yourself out. No, a touch which will transform us more and more into the likeness of Christ. And bringing with it the same power and authority as Jesus Christ received as his son. Wow, my God, if that's true... Am I going to be a a child of God? Yes. We know this, and, and Jesus said in John 14, 12, yeah, that's John 14, 12, Truly, truly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, shall he do also. What? shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do because I go to the Father. He's talking about you. You who denied yourself as being eligible. No, you're not eligible. We've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But God is holding all the answers. And I tell you, I'm excited about what he's got planned for you who do not know. This is really a transformation of our lives. And once God touches someone, you know what happens? He takes ownership in him. Those who he counsels, he loves and makes into the likeness of his son being wonderfully made. I can't believe that. Greater works than these shall he do because I go to the Father? My God, he's got a a plan cut out for you. You know, it says in Psalm 139, and I I refer to this, uh, I think I did last week, I will give thanks to thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are thy works, and my soul knows it very well. I didn't hear that from your lips. You're dealing with the past. The enemy, Satan, will bring it up. This is not for you to worry about. 
It's been washed in the blood of the Lamb, the Lamb of God, for those who have given their lives to Jesus Christ and call him now Lord and Savior. Well, I wasn't there at one time. <laughs> yeah, I, in fact, I got saved at age 44. So I had 44 years of living the good life. And then a change took place on the 3rd of June, one year in 1978. And I haven't been the same since because I've answered the call. And what did I do? I said, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Send me. And you know what he does? He prepares us for the plan of God. Huh? Well, I want to see your hands. Let me see your hands. Oh, oh my God. They're wonderfully made. And how God will use them as his hand extended. You know, it says in Genesis 1-2, if God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness, you can well believe you are wonderfully made. The question is, you don't know it. But there is a presence, a intimacy, a oneness that we hear in Psalm 139 that defies description. And the summation of, of these words are, and lead me in the everlasting way. This is total surrender. Yeah, total surrender. And asking God through his son Jesus Christ, to enter into your heart that you might be his. Well, I tell you, I for 44 years, I didn't do that. I didn't hear the church tell me to do that. I didn't have any friends to tell me to do that. But now you have an answer for your friend, your business associate, Ah, maybe a neighbor. And what about that second cousin? Well, I'm going to have a uh, a cousin on <laughs> next week. It's Marilyn's cousin. That's my wife's cousin. And uh, total, total revolution took place in his life when he faced death from COVID-19. Tune in next week and hear about it. Well, I'm telling you, yes, he's calling you to, to answer his call and lead me in the everlasting way. Yes, that's what he's asking you to do. 
total surrender, yeah, asking God through his son Jesus Christ to enter into your heart that you may be his. And you know why? He knows all the answers. Wouldn't that be nice to have him inside your heart, guiding your hands, thoughts, and purposes by his grace and by his mercy? (coughs) I tell you that once God touches you and redeems you, It's not a part-time experience. It's not a part-time job. But his possession of you for a lifetime, and those he guides, he also instructs. And he preserves you in love. God already knows the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. You may fall into sin, but... He'll forgive you. Yes. God will never give up on you once you have come over to his side and be him. Be his son or daughter. And the Lord loves justice and does not forsake his godly ones. Yes, the godly ones. They're preserved forever. That sounds like scripture. It is. In Psalms 37. Yes, and you know, you and I who have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, he will redeem us if we have repentant hearts. I don't know whether you have a repentant heart, but I think that when you think about it, you wouldn't have done what you did. And if you have a contrite heart, that is one that is truly repentant and humble, well, just know that you're being prepared for something uh, way beyond your greatest expectations. How is this possible? Well, it was possible with Moses. What did he take? An 80-year-old man. Oh, my God, that I should live to 80. And Moses was being prepared at 80 years of age? Come on. You see... The days of preparation are the days before his coming. So all these things, like Moses, oh, but I'll tell you, it's amazing. It's amazing because if the saints of the Bible could only see what you're about to see. The trials and tribulation, oh yeah, I know about that. The struggles and the victories, oh yeah, I know about that. 
Well, the last great harvest before Jesus Christ returns. And he's calling you to prepare the way. But you may be saying, you don't know the failures I've known. Surely Christ would not use me. And God's reply to you is, not by might, not by power, but by the Spirit, says the Lord of hosts. That sounds scriptural. Yeah, it is. Zechariah 4, 6. Not by might, not by power, but by the Spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Yes, he can use you and change you, but he doesn't need your ability. He needs what? Obedience. And he needs you to be available when he needs you. And he equips you beforehand for the task that he has assigned you. And (laughs) sometimes on the way there, you just have to trust him. He's not late. He's never been late with his anointing. And you know what? He never fails. You see, when he first called you to himself and filled you with his Holy Spirit, he made a commitment to you. Yes, you. He then says, you are mine. I purchased you with the blood of my son. My son, Jesus Christ. And your sins, though they be scarlet and covered by the blood of the Lamb. Didn't I say that before? Yeah. They're remembered no more. The slate has been wiped clean, and you are being ready as one who is my son or my daughter. How about that? How about that feeling of being accepted no matter what you've done with a repentant heart? He'll restore you. You know, it says in Scripture, the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to shepherd the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. Oh, I'd love to see that church. Well, who is the church? You know what? We are the church. The walls are brick and mortar. Not walls of brick and mortar, but a living body of believers. Constantly in training. Constantly growing into the likeness of Christ. You say, well, I don't see it. No. No, some of these things, it'll be a change of thought. It may be a change in which you approach things a different way. Well, you might say, I don't feel like it. 
Well, your emotions are deceiving. Your faith is what you walk in. Yeah. Don't let Satan bring into your life one doubt. That's where it's coming from. You're listening to the enemy put a doubt in your mind and don't receive it. Faith is the sum of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Yes, you see, ours is a walk of faith. And uh, that's what the Word of God says. Our walk with God is not a walk by sight, but a faith walk undergirded, all right, undergirded by the Holy Spirit, who is our helper and certainly our teacher. So you've got to stay close to him and listen. He will lead you, and against all odds, and the backside of the desert for 40 years, Moses, a chosen man of God, in a humble existence, tending his father-in-law's sheep for 40 years, was being called forth to lead God's people out of Egypt after being held there for 430 years. Well, if I had had to make that decision, I don't know that I would have chosen Moses. You know, a sheep herder. Yeah, 40 years. Oh, yeah, much younger. He was uh, uh, quite an enthusiastic and awesome man of uh, of 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 work and faith and knowledge, but he didn't know God. In fact, uh, when anger got in his way, he killed an Egyptian. Oh my God! Because he was upset with what they were doing to one of the people he knew. That's not the answer. But it was impossible for him to see the answer. Now, no hope of success in the eyes of this man. What ludicrous thoughts that a shepherd, a former murderer of an Egyptian, would, with his brother, come against the Pharaoh and the Pharaoh and, and uh, the entire awesome power of Egypt, which was the dominant power in the world at that time. <laughs> what leads the slaves to freedom? Come on. But it happened, nonetheless. And all because our God chose a man who did, uh, who did, excuse me, who dared to believe in the promises of God. God gave him one promise. 
How many do you have? You're kidding. 33,000 promises in your Bible? You've got to be kidding. Well, how do I find out about that? You have to read it. Yes, God will release the promises of God as you read it. Maybe a day at a time. That is, faith will look bigger. Your faith will look bigger and bigger as you see the promises of God laid out for you and me. Maybe he looked to, um, you know, maybe some of us have looked to the problem solver and was not overwhelmed by the problem itself. You know, we tend to have a tendency to put God in the box limited by what we call natural limitations. God created the universe. That's not a normal man, and certainly not one to be put in a box. You see, God is all-seeing, all-knowing, always present, and he knows you just the way you are and chooses you for what? Greatness? I wouldn't have done that. No, you wouldn't have. But God sees your potential, which you do not see. You know, it says in Luke twelve seven. indeed the very hairs of your head are numbered. Do not fear you are of more value than many sparrows. You see, this is the intimacy he has with you. What is your intimacy with him? In these last days, Satan will want to sift you like wheat, just as he wanted to harass and intimidate Peter to a point where he would want to quit to give up. But Jesus wouldn't leave him, even though Peter had denied him three times before the crucifixion. So no matter what you've done, don't worry about it. Jesus won't leave you. You're blood-bought and blood-purchased, and God will never let Satan have his way with you. At the moment, you have the victory over some secret sin. But God is going to bring you through. He always does. Yes, they call it refining. And they call it refurbishing and restoring you to what he wants you to be in the likeness of Jesus Christ. That's near perfection, isn't it? Now, that is perfection. You see, you're being prepared for a new walk with the Lord, which you have never experienced. 
and in the days ahead you'll be called to minister the love of Jesus as never before. <laughs> you didn't think so. Are you ready? He'll give you the words to speak. That's right. Don't be concerned about what you will speak because he will give you the words. Even to the unlovable. You just got to believe God is going to take you to a higher level. And he will. Oh, tomorrow? No. Next week? No. This year? No. Well, when? In this perfect time. You see, it has nothing to do with the time on earth. It's his perfect time. And he wants to reveal more of himself to you. And he wants to place his holy fire within you. He wants others to see Jesus in you. One time I had somebody come up to me and said, I want what you have. What were they seeing? I don't know. That's all I heard. And I led them to the Lord, having to address it on the back of a calling card or a business card where I had written down what was the way to salvation because I had never done it before. How about that? From a back of a business card, I had him close his eyes and pray and say the sinner's prayer, leading him to salvation. And ironically, he had cancer. But with giving his life to the Lord, they couldn't believe in the hospital the rate of recovery of this man. And when I went to, to the hospital, to his room, I saw the bed neatly cleaned and freshly made and I thought, oh, my God, he's died. And suddenly I go outside to look for a nurse, and I hear, Gary, Gary! And he's walking with his wife, and he says, they can't believe it. They can't believe what's happened to me. I'm in, in rapid recovery. I didn't even know his wife, but she said, thank you for your prayers. How many people could say that about you? Thank you for your prayers. The power of prayer we don't even know, and yet it's changing lives throughout the world, every culture, every color, because somebody 
with serious intent prayed them through the catastrophe or the illness, disease that had struck them. You know what? We need to be intense as we seek him daily. But awesome as he brings his changes in us. Can you not carry with me one hour? You remember that? Jesus was talking to his disciples who would doze off to sleep while they were waiting for things to change. And Jesus didn't even have the prayers of his disciples to be with him in that final hour before he was arrested. Can you not tarry with me one hour? How about 15 minutes? How else can you know his will because he's not heard from you? And he said, when you turn away, a tear forms when he sees your priorities of the world over the quiet, revealing time with him. What must he do to gain your attention? And when you think of doing great things, maybe some of the things he never asked you to do. Why? Because it had taken away that time he wanted with you. Well, you see, the world is in chaos right now. Call it what it is. And Satan knows time is short. Just knowing that who you are in Jesus Christ is extremely important. For Scripture says, Therefore, brethren, be all the more diligent to make certain about his calling. His calling and choosing you for a long, as long as you practice these things, you will never stumble. How about that? Yes. For in this way, the entrance into the eternal kingdom of our land and Savior Jesus Christ will be abundantly supplied to you. Is that scripture? Yeah. And you wouldn't believe who it came from. Peter. Second Peter 10, 11, and 12. And he ends up with this, Therefore, I shall always be ready <laughs> to remind you of these things, even though you've already known them in the truth, which isn't which is present with you. Well, I'm telling you, Peter 
did a complete turnaround, served him to the very end. There is one stumbling block in your way of being a committed man. It is the mother of all sins. What would it be? Oh, tell me. Mother of all sins? Oh, no. Murder? No. Stealing? No. Adultery? No. Unbelief. You may call it doubt, and this is the work of the devil, who wants to destroy your call. The call on your life for by Almighty God. And Satan knows how to bring you to this point. He starts plaguing you with self-doubt. Oh, you're not worthy. Ah, none of us are worthy. Things are not working out as you had expected. Well, <laughs> when, you serve a, a star, <laughs> when you serve a living God, nothing works out in the natural. But it's when the supernatural that God moves fast as you can imagine. But beyond that, Things are not working out as you had expected. Oh, maybe I've misunderstood what's happening. You know, I thought this was going to happen tomorrow, and nothing happened. Yeah, see? See? Is it seeing is believing? Your doubt continues that Satan has planned, and people are critical of you. Oh, yes. Others fall away from you. You had the victory once, but now you're disgruntled. You're even angry. How could these things happen to me? Suddenly you begin to doubt God's presence in your life. How could this happen to me? God, where are you? Have you ever said that? It's called the fiery darts of the enemy and the work of salvation you just forgot to put on your full armor of God. Full armor of God? What's that? You don't know. Huh? Full armor of God. Ephesians. Six, Ephesians six, ten through eighteen. Now, I'm not going to tell you about it. No, I'm going to tell you that the full armor of God has to be put on in order to protect you and get you through your calling. Ephesians six. 10 through 18 is the key that you go home with today. Yeah, I didn't know these things. 
I never heard them in the church that I went to. Or maybe I just didn't understand. But you've got to put on the full armor of God that you may be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle, listen to this, is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. And this is happening all over the world. Therefore, take up the full armor of God that you may be able to resist the evil day and having done everything, just stand firm. What is the full armor of God? Oh, I'm not going to tell you. How badly do you want to know? Ephesians 6, 10 through 18. You don't have to read a book of of Ephesians. No, it's just eight verses. A new beginning. Yeah. And uh, I will tell you, it starts with the helmet of salvation. Well, uh, so where are we going? God doesn't want you to be an armor bearer, but one ready for battle. And one who is God-possessed, confident of one's victory. For you stand on the word. You stand on his promises bathed in his love. Now you wait on him. Well, I'll tell you. In First Thessalonians 5, 2, 3, 4, and 9, it says, For you yourselves, know full well that the day of the Lord will come just like a thief in the night. You ready? Well, when's he coming? He wants you ready and on the wall to prepare for the watchman knoweth all. And you might say, uh, while they were saying peace and safety, then destruction will come upon them suddenly, like the birth pangs of a woman with child, and they shall not escape. Have you noticed it's happening now? You see how close we are right now? But you are not in darkness at the day should overtake you like a thief. For God has not destined us for wrath. Oh, wait a minute. Listen to that. For God has not destined us for wrath. But that's all the horrible things that are going to happen. It's not going to happen to you. 
You're, you're kidding. No. It says scripturally in 1 Thessalonians 5, 9. For God has not destined us for wrath, but for obtaining salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. So, <laughs> yeah, we got to put on the full armor of God. we got to get saved. And how do I do that? Well, it says in John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should what? Should not perish, but have eternal life. There it is in writing. John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life goes on to say on verse 17 few remember the verse that follows and that's my comment for God did not send the son into the world to judge the world no but that the world should be saved through him oh You had never given your life to the Lord? Oh, yeah, the one person there. (laughs) Yeah, he drove you crazy, yeah. Kept kind of in your your face type of thing. You never heard it from the church you were going to. Eternal life? for me regardless of what I've done just accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and invite him into my heart that doesn't sound hard he's not asking me for my right hand or or my sight He wants to give me life, not take it. So what can you do? Well, in Romans 10, 9 and 10 and 13, it says that if you confess with your mouth, oh, there's the answer, Jesus is Lord, believing your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Romans 10, verse 9. Goes on to say, For with the heart man believes, resulting in righteousness, and with the mouth he confesses, resulting in salvation. Who would like eternal life as a gift from God? Who will accept Jesus Christ as the Son of Almighty God? Let us say that's a word of salvation 
if you want. God doesn't want you to say anything you don't believe. And he doesn't want you faking it. No. This is dedicating. This is heart moved. Father God, I know, yes, repeat after me, I know that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God, that he died on the cross for my sins and conquering death. Three days later, he came to life and ascended to heaven to sit at the right hand of God the Father. Of my own free will, see, of my own free will, I accept Jesus Christ into my heart to be my Lord and Savior, and I ask him to forgive me for all of my sins and washed clean by the blood of the Lamb. And I will live my life for the rest of my life for him, knowing that he's coming back sooner than I thought. Amen. (laughs) If you've said that for the very first time, you've made the most important decision of your entire life. And thank God we're now family. And I call you my brother and sister in Jesus Christ. Now, we talked about taking communion toward the end of the program, and and that's exactly what we're doing. And it says in 1 Corinthians uh, 11, verses 23 through 26, And the Lord Jesus, in the night in which he was betrayed, took some bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let us take the bread. Let us break it. Let us bless it. To God be the glory, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the three in one. And Lord, we take this now in remembrance of Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior, that by his 39 stripes on his back, I am healed. Thank you, Lord. It's interesting that Isaiah, 700 years before, 
said that by his stripes you are healed. And so I take that as a introduction to myself and uh, I thank you Lord uh, as I take the goblet now that is your blood that covers my sins that are remembered no more and you said Lord I take this goblet and I receive it in the precious name of Jesus Christ and uh, that whenever you take it and as often as you take it take it in remembrance of me and do this until I come thank you Lord my sins are washed clean Remembered no more. Washed clean by the blood of the Lamb. Thank you, Lord. Now I'd like to say one other thing. It's uh, about your father's relationship with you. Found in 2 Corinthians 6, verses 2, 16, and 18. Through 18, I'm sorry. And God speaking, this is what he said. At the acceptable time, I listen to you. And on the day of salvation, how did he know? I helped you. Behold, now is the acceptable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. How did he know that you were going to give your life to him? And he goes on to say, I will dwell in them and walk among them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Verse 16b. And then in verse 18, and I will be a father to you. A what? I will be a father to you. And you shall be sons and daughters to me. To me, says the Lord Almighty. I tell you this is awesome. My friends, he knows every single thing about you, and he still calls you his sons and his daughters. Welcome to a relationship with the family of God. He loves you more 
then you know. And uh, I'd like to say a warrior's prayer and Heavenly Father, your warrior prepares for battle. Today I claim victory over Satan by putting on the full armor of God. What we talked about. I put on the girdle of truth. May I stand firm in the truth of your word so I will not be a victim of Satan's lies. And that's what we just talked about. I put on the breastplate of righteousness. May it guard my heart from evil so that I remain pure and I remain holy, protected under the blood of Jesus Christ. I put on the shoes of peace, and may I stand firm firm in the good news of the gospel so that your so that your peace will shine through me and be a light to all I encounter. I take the shield of faith. May I be ready for Satan's fiery darts, we talked about those, of doubt, denial, and decree, so I will not be vulnerable to spiritual defeat. I put on the helmet of salvation. May I keep my mind focused on you so Satan will not have a stronghold on my thoughts. I take the sword of the Spirit. May the two-edged sword of your word be ready in my hands so I can expose the tempting words of Satan. And by faith, your warrior has put on the full armor of God. I am prepared to live this day. How? In spiritual victory. Amen and amen. And Pastor uh, Brother Shannon. Amen. That's my message for today. Great word, my and, friend. And uh, the word, uh, the answer of this is that preparing for his return. That'll be our title today, then. Preparing for his return. That's right. Fantastic. Brother Gary, we love and appreciate you. If someone wants to contact you or support your ministry, how can they do that? Well, JustInTimeMinistries.com has all the information that you need to know and go to the section or a past program or even a couple of personal testimonies. Like I died once, I, I was healed in the pulpit once, and uh, the gifts of the Spirit which are right there for your asking. Amen. Amen. We love you, brother. Great word today. We'll see you next time. All right there, brother. God bless you and the family. 
Tom, I, uh, I'm expecting victories all the way. Amen. <laughs> all right, bye-bye. Bye-bye, brother. <whistles> Folks, stand by. We're going to get uh, our next guest on, Brother John Terrell, coming up next. I'm going to refresh MixLR. Here we go. <whistles> 